Hello, my name is Father Ed Feliski from the San Alfonso Retreat House in Long Branch, New Jersey. Today the church celebrates Tuesday of the fourth week of Lent, March 29th. I'd like to begin today's reflection with our gospel, which is taken from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 5, verses 1 to 16. There was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem at the Sheep Gate a pool called in Hebrew Bethesda with five porticos. In these lay a large number of ill, blind, lame, and crippled. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and knew that he had been ill for a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I am on my way, someone else gets down there before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your mat, and walk. Immediately the man became well took up his mat, and walked. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who was cured, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to carry your mat. He answered them, The man who made me well told me, Take up your mat and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who told you, Take up and walk? The man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away, since there was a crowd there. After this, Jesus found him in the temple area and said to him, Look, you are well. Do not sin any more, so that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went and told the Jews that Jesus was the one who had made him well. Therefore the Jews began to persecute Jesus, because he did this, on a Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. Do you want to be well? This is the question that Jesus asks the sick man in today's Gospel. Do you want to be well? Isn't that the same question that Jesus asks all of us? What would it take for us to be well? In today's Gospel, Jesus finds his way to this famous pool in a place called Bethesda. The pool was deep enough to swim in. Beneath the pool was a subterranean stream which every now and then bubbled up and disturbed the waters. The belief in the ancient world was that this disturbance of the water was caused by an angel and that the first person to get into the pool after the water was stirred up, this person would be healed from any illness from which he or she was suffering. It was like winning the ancient lottery. It seems that it was only the first person into the water who would get this healing. To us today, this is mere superstition. But in the ancient world, this kind of belief was very real. People believed in all kinds of spirits and demons. We see remnants of this throughout the Gospels. And water, especially, had a special significance. Today, we take water for granted. We turn on the tap at our sink, and water magically appears. 
we never think about where it came from or what, it, what efforts it took to bring it to that tap. But this was not so in the ancient world before we had plumbing. In fact, it's not so, it's not so in much of the developing world even today. In ancient times, water was a symbol of life. You needed it for everything, from drinking, to bathing, to watering your fields. Water was not just a symbol of life, it was life itself. Without water, there was no life. When I lived in the West Indies, there was a water company called Wasco. At the time, very few people had running water in their homes. But the water company tried to bring running water, at least, to the major villages. Often there was a single pipe in the middle of the village where people would go each day to get their water. They would carry it in jars or in cans. Or simply people would catch the rainwater in barrels. Luckily it rained quite often. Anyway, the sign posted outside the water company headquarters said Wasco. And underneath it was the saying, water is life. And when you don't have easy access to water, you know the truth of this statement. Water is life. So it's not surprising that water is at the center of this story in today's gospel. Jesus finds a man at the pool where he could be found every day for the last 38 years, waiting for the waters to be stirred, hoping someone could put him into the water, that he could be the first, where he would be healed. And Jesus seeks out this man who is lying on his mat. Because of his disability, whatever it was, we don't know his actual ailment, but because of his disability, it was highly unlikely and perhaps even impossible that this man would ever be the first into the water after it had been stirred. His chances of winning this lottery were nil. He had no chance. And yet here he was, day after day, lying around the pool, waiting for a miracle, never losing hope. And his hope comes in the form of a stranger who asks him, do you want to be well? Of course he does, but after nearly 40 years of living with his illness, he has become accustomed to the life he has. His life had become predictable. He knew what to expect from every day. And what would it mean to be well? What would be required of him if his life was changed? Could he make such a radical change? Was he even ready to make this change, to try again? The sick man answered Jesus, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I'm on my way, someone else gets down there before me. And Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your mat and walk. Immediately the man became well, took up his mat and walked. Notice that Jesus doesn't touch, touch the man and heal him directly. He requires something of him. The man is told to rise and walk. Now, if he could rise and walk, he would not be in need of a healing. He would not be in, even at this pool in the first place. He clearly could not rise and walk. So why is Jesus saying this to him? 
it almost seems cruel. It's like giving a blind man a book and asking him to read, knowing that he cannot see in order to read. It's impossible. There must be something more happening here in this exchange. Jesus was a stranger, but there must have been something about him, something about the way he spoke, something about the way he interacted with this man, something about the way he projected his love and care and concern for this man that led the man to believe that perhaps he could rise, perhaps he could walk. He probably couldn't even remember the last time he tried to rise and walk. But there was something about this stranger Jesus that inspired this man to try once again. And this time he was able to rise and he was able to walk. By cooperating with the grace that Jesus provided, the man was healed. He was made well. What about us? Are we inspired by Jesus enough to try again? Do we want to be well? If so, what does that require of us? Are we ready to put aside our old lives in favor of a radical transformation? Are you ready to rise and walk? Isn't that what Lent is all about? Have a wonderful day and enjoy your continued walk through Lent.